Hello, friends. I um, want to do a short little video today to talk about something that to me is actually very interesting and uh, actually nothing to do with coronavirus, which is something that we've all been hearing a lot about. And so hopefully maybe if anything, this can get you thinking about important things, but that are uh, somewhat in a different category of, uh, of thought. Um, so what I want to talk today is, is language a little bit um, and how we use it, um, how uh, we have to be careful of it, how semantics um, can sometimes cause us to argue over things that we actually agree on, um, how to try and find the truth in between all of the different extremes of information that we're hearing. Because it is not the panic-inducing headlines that you read that are correct, but neither are the conspiracies saying that the virus is completely a hoax, okay? So the truth is always in the middle, and I've said this before, and it's still true. It's always in the middle, and it's our jobs to individually navigate this dimension of information and follow that thread of truth. Now, mind you that all of us are gonna follow a slightly different thread, but what's important is that our goal is the same, regardless of what our slightly different variations are. And that's why though it's so important that we don't judge and that we don't jump down other people's throats for slightly disagreeing on different implementations of the same spirit, okay, of the same, uh, of the same idea. Uh, and, and this has been the biggest problem that we've fallen into a society is that we've stopped paying attention to the big picture and we've fallen prey to this idea of arguing about specifics. And this has happened in the church and this has obviously happened at a much greater scale at the level of politics and, uh, um, you know, not just at a national level, but at a global level. Um, we need to get away from that again if we want to be able to be successful moving forward in the way that we inform each other and in the way that we discuss information. Language is important, okay, obviously. And when I mean language, I'm not referring to English, Spanish, or different specific, um, you know, languages in that context. I'm referring to... Um, the format of communication known as language, if we put it that way, uh, through spoken word, through written word. So, like I was saying, language is important, obviously. But we have to remember that it's a tool. In fact, it's more than that, it's a technology. And language is a technology that can be used for many things, much like a hammer, much like a computer, all right? So we have to keep in mind that with anything that is a tool, with anything that is a technology, there comes the ability for it to be manipulated, for it to be distorted, hacked, abused by whoever has the most access and control on set technology. So 
Now, you have to ask yourself, okay, so language does this. It's, it's a, in its organic presentation, language is actually just a decentralized platform for the exchange of information where two or more people agree on a um, syntax that can be then used to um, repeatedly create a social memory, okay? That's actually what language is. And uh, what's happened over time is that the institutions have realized that they can effectively control reality by controlling our ability to understand language's full um, scope and power. And this is why reading is so important. And this is why um, having uh, real communication with people is so important. And, and that uh, doesn't necessarily mean that it can't be through the digital medium. It just means that it has to be, um, it has to have um, a specific purpose attached to it to be able to be its most, uh, to, to be in its most useful uh, form. So at the end of the day, language itself, right, doesn't have any information. Like uh, you can put up an alphabet. It doesn't say anything, right? Um, it, it is simply the messenger itself, okay, uh, at an even higher level than you would say the person that is reading said language, right? Because we don't even need a person to read the language anymore. Uh, a computer can read, a computer can talk, a computer can do these things. Um, so what becomes, what language is used for is to transfer ideas. And I've said this before, it's a, it's a way to transfer memes, okay? And, and I'm not referring to the social media memes that maybe you've become used to seeing in the way that we've uh, used this word most in modern times. But um, a meme is actually, well, let's see here. I'm going to look it up, uh, Merriam-Webster. Have it here so is an idea a behavior a style or usage that spreads from person to person within a culture um, that's what a meme is they're discrete units of knowledge um, they are to culture what genes are to life okay so um, cultural evolution is driven by the most successful memes okay much like in nature genetic um, evolution is in many ways determined by natural selection and who finds access to resources. What we should be focusing on is not so much the language that we use specifically. And I, and I mean the language that we use um, as a nation, the language that we might use in different denominations, in different religious contexts. What we should be focusing on is what is the meme? What is the thought? What is the original concept behind the language that is being used to represent it, okay? Because the language used to represent an idea is limited by the experience of the user representing the idea and by the knowledge that that um, actor has. So it's unfair for us to take the truth as it was written thousands of years ago and to try to literally, in many ways, apply it to life today. Because as we know, God is the God of the living, okay? And so this requires that our, our spiritual experience be experiential. 
um, and not based on tradition, because this is the only way that we can successfully update what it means to be in present truth. Um, it's because the message, the original, whoa, the original message of what is written, and I talk mostly about the Bible because it's what I'm most familiar with. It's what I was raised studying, and so I'm familiar with this. However, there are many other people that have the same message that might be making a similar video, but that are doing it out of concepts in the Quran or out of concepts from Eastern religions, okay? We have to realize here that present truth is not simply and exclusively found in the Bible, one. And two, um, we know for a fact that, um, and I say this mostly to um, people that have, like I did for a long time, participated in groups that have an exclusive feeling about them where they think they're the only ones that have access to the real truth, um, you know that you even have been told that at the end of times that most of the people that would come into the, what the actual gospel was about wouldn't even be from the church. So we've known this, okay? We've also known that in due time, it would be time to leave organized religion because it would no longer represent what true spirituality was meant to be all about. And I believe this time has come. I mean, I believe this time came a while back, but now more than, more than ever, I see the evidence of why this time has come. Um, <clears throat> so I said this before, language um, in its uncensored, organic presentation, like in music, is a way to exchange information that is unique to the people involved. And the more people that become involved with this exchange of information using these, this agreed syntax, um, whether it's music or dance or written word, the stronger that the impact of said word becomes. Now, this doesn't mean that there are no absolute rules and truths to the universe, because there are. Um, however, our interpretation of these can and will be wrong at times, and we have to be um, open-minded to not only the idea that we could be wrong, but to the idea that other people that are friends with us are on their own journey to finding out the truth, and they'll be wrong about things at, the, at different times Then you will be wrong about things, and maybe they'll be right when you're wrong, and you'll be wrong when they're right, and this is why it's also so important that we are paying attention to what people are telling us because when we surround ourselves with people that want things similar to what we want they'll be able to help us and you don't know how true this has been for me in my life um, and anybody that um, that's experienced this in a social level understands that if you surround yourself with people that think like you are that's at a professional level at a spiritual level or at any social level um, these people will help keep you in check in those domains because they because you all have been flow at different times and paying attention to that uh, and being in tune with that helps you to grow honestly at a faster uh, in a faster way and and you know uh, 
there's so many words that again I can use and we get into more into semantics but um, what has happened with social media over time and with main mainstream media is that it has eroded at the value of language and it has caused language uh, and what words we use and what they mean um, to be controlled by the people that are writing the words and using the words. It's that simple. Um, the obvious ways that this happens are through targeted advertisement. For example, um, you are told what you will like based on the ads that you get. And some of that is based on your own suggestion. Some of it is based on other things that they're extrapolating will make you more likely to buy this product um, or a service category. Um, things on Facebook like the relevant comments. A lot of times you will notice now when you're going through posts that you don't see all the comments anymore. Facebook now, through an algorithm and moderators, chooses what they consider to be the most relevant comments, and these are the ones that are prioritized and shown to you unless you either switch the setting to all comments or you expand the entire post and show all the comments. These are ways to that through convenience and feature additions, and in some cases removals, um, they've passively been able to control information, okay? And we've known about this, they've told us about this. We just don't understand how it's used to manipulate the information. Now, a little bit more subversive ways are things like algorithms um, on recommendations for your next videos, okay? When you're done watching a video on YouTube, when you're done listening to a song on Spotify, um, the algorithm will naturally recommend the next song, the next artist, the next playlist, depending on what, what it is that you're doing, the next video, uh, the next item you should buy, and using these types of algorithms, um, they're able to present to you um, different products. And obviously this is all happening through language. Um, this obviously happens through obviously the newsfeed algorithms where um, except for on Twitter, where you can still switch it to see things in chronological order, um, Facebook, Instagram, Every news-based, newsfeed-based social media platform is pretty much deciding for you what it thinks of everything that your friends are sharing and that news sites and all the publishers are sharing, what you should see on your timeline. And they're deciding this for you based on what they decide is what you should or shouldn't um, watch, you know, supposedly being done with your own personalization and input based on how you spend your time on the app. And trust me, they track it. Um, another interesting thing that I kind of wanted to just um, divert into for a second is um, cussing and bad words. Um, now, why for so long have these words been tabooed from society? Um, and, and we've tried to, um, you know, write them off as bad. Now, I want most people to understand that I am a, a believer of, a big believer of being respectful. And so because of this, um, I think that, for example, like in this video, um, there are certain words that I wouldn't want to use um, because of, of the reaction and, and the, the perceived lack of respect that that would cause to some individuals. Um, however, uh, that's why I'm not doing it. Not because I think that inherently the use of the word is wrong. What is so powerful about cussing and about um, 
you know, these words um, is that they are contextually dependent on meaning. I can say, okay, I am going to say a bad word, shit. I can say shit in a thousand different scenarios and it can mean a thousand different things, okay? And because of that, it's very hard to put down, put your thumb down on what it actually means. Okay, sure, we have the literal definition, but most often than not, when we use that word, we're not using it for its literal definition. We're using it for its contextual definition on whatever the situation is where that language is being applied. Sometimes it means a very good thing. Sometimes it's a, it's a word of amazement and of wonder. Other times, it's a word of distress, it's a word of pain. And so this is what makes these words powerful, is that um, they're not, their meaning is not set in stone and therefore cannot be easily controlled. It can't be manipulated because the meaning is completely dependent on the user and on the experience as it's shared with the people around it when they hear, read that word in the context of the rest of the information that is more specific. These cuss words are essentially placeholders for emotion, for feeling, for moment. And uh, they in and, of it, in and of themselves are useless, except when attached to the experience. And that's what makes them so powerful. And sometimes why we're afraid to use them, okay? Now, this is why I don't, this is why my kids don't get in trouble when they use bad words. They get in trouble when they use words incorrectly, and that goes for any word. And that's a much better rule. Um, okay, and I'm, I'm kind of going down a list here <laughs> in front of me of little things I want to talk about. So um, that's actually pretty much it. Um, oh, another thing is, I guess, an interesting test, if you will, that I've found over time is that if you want to gauge somebody's ability to process new and perhaps startling information uh, without bias and with an open mind, say a bad word in front of them and see what happens, okay? Their reaction will be very telling of how capable they are and how emotionally mature they are as a person. Um, but I mean, this is more than anything just a rule on sensitivity in general. Um, so I, I want to leave you guys with this, and I, I thank you for <laughs> sticking around so far on this video. I'm not sure how far along we are, but I call, I've been, for a long time I've struggled, obviously, to understand what the nature of God might be. And I think there are some answers that we just simply don't have access to yet, and lead us to simply asking more and perhaps better questions. Um, however, there is something that recently I feel like for me has been answered. And I hope that in me sharing this experience with you, perhaps it will um, maybe clarify something for you. Now, we know that God is love, okay? Um, we know this through many different ways. And, and I'm going to use again, I'm going to borrow on this language Okay, this religious language that comes mostly from the Bible, but that in meme, in, th in, 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 uh, in thought is universal. Okay, love is the ultimate principle here. And it is God. It is God. 
Now, what are we told are the two commandments that we are to pay attention to in the New Testament? By Jesus himself. He said one is to love God. Two, to love your neighbor as yourself. So, very simple statements, very deep meanings. And there have been many sermons preached on this, and there have been many Bible studies and people that have looked into this, and, and, and many of them with, with good intent and with good result. But I have never heard it put this way before. So, love God. God is love. So, you need to love love. And then love your neighbor as yourself. So how much, and this is my challenge to you, is how much do you love yourself? Because that will limit your ability to love God and by extension also love your neighbor. So this can be, love can be then broken down into two maybe easy to understand definitions here. And the first one is, the golden rule, which again is not exclusive to Christianity and yet encapsulates everything about what Jesus' message was in the Bible. Do unto others as you would want them to do unto you. Treat them like you want to be treated. Talk to them the way you'd want them to talk to you. Help them the way you'd want to be helped. And two is through complete unselfishness. In other words, heaven exists when nobody thinks of themselves and everyone thinks of everyone else, because then there is no need. Because immediately at that moment, if it was possible to do it all at the same time, collectively, if you will, this switch, needs would be taken care of. Because no one person would ever think of themselves and everyone would only think of others. This is heaven, okay? And more than anything, it's a state of mind, and that can happen anywhere, at any, at any moment. Um, this is the same as saying that we are all one, and uh, the, the theories of oneness that you hear that maybe to some sound like, oh, you know, that's new age talk. Loving others as loving yourself requires, actually, this type of thought, that at the end of the day, we are all one because we must all love each other as one, okay? And, and that's it. Love love and love others as you love yourself. And my challenge to everyone every day is to wake up and to think of ways that you can increase love towards others through finding ways of falling in love with love and with yourself. And I know that sounds perhaps redundant, but it's not. That's it. So um, let me know what you think. Um, let me know um, what you think my uh, interpretation of this, if this holds any water. Um, keep in mind, Two things, I guess I'll leave you with this. Uh, truth is everywhere, okay? Truth is everywhere, but so is deception. And so 
don't think that any one place is all, excuse me, is potentially all lies or all true. They're both not mutually exclusive. And also remember that when something is everywhere, sometimes is when it's hardest to notice, okay? The, the most obvious things are sometimes the hardest to notice. So anyways, um, I hope all of you are staying healthy. Um, and uh, yeah, thanks for listening.